Ghost! Oh, John Orderman! I don't know how to respond to that. I can't do a Mickey voice as well as that as you just did. Well, that's the, the first time I've really... Oh! Oh, yeah! Oh, oh! That's all I can really do is the laugh. Oh, oh! Oh, Josh! <laughs> that, that, that is the uh, closest I've ever come to doing a decent Mickey Mouse. And that's the first time I've ever done it in public. Meaning you. You are public right now. You yes. are one. I've never yes. done it in front of people. And now everybody's heard it. Our millions of listeners. And so, well, well hopefully they like it. Well, the reason I'm doing the Mickey Mouse thing is because we're talking about Disney today. You know, we're talking about Disney movies, classic Disney movies, classic Disney characters, classic, classic, classic. That's what. So we we're not talking about the multi, multi international corporation that rules. No, pop no, no, culture. no, 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 no. We're only talking, talking about, about the, the feel good stuff. Okay, all right. And I mean, there, there's aspects to Disney that we won't probably get into as much. I mean, there's a lot of stuff about um, you know Disney movies and what they should or, or should not do. You know, there's some things in movies that could be considered uh, distasteful, stereotypical, even as far as racist, that they had, you know, different types of stereotypes or something with certain characters. And whether or not that was acceptable at the time plays now, uh, people should support or not. You know, and I, I don't want to get into the, the Let's not get into stuff. that no, stuff. No, it's no. Disney. Let's talk on. about the happy-go-lucky you know? that they hide yeah, that stuff yeah. in. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. <laughs> Don't judge us upon what we liked as kids because we were kids once, John, you and I. And All we were, were ignorant, and we still are. And so back in the day... Possibly even more ignorant now than we were then. <laughs> we have regressed. But but if you know we like a particular character, don't fault us and be like, Oh, that character was you know politically you know, the statement it makes about society... No, just just let us like the character. Let's not read into kids. things too much. Yeah, let's not do that. So we're we, very shallow surface level people. We don't allow any reading of books and or reading of us on this show. Period. We just like images forced into our brain, clockwork orange style. Tape open our eyelids and make us watch. That's, that's how we watch TV. That that is. That's how we see some of the best and worst movies. Because we both have narcolepsy. Uh, that is true. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's talk about Disney. John, favorite Disney movie. And we'll get into more specifics like favorite character, favorite song, favorite blah, 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 blah. Favorite Disney movie. If you had to pick, and I know it's tough, but I mean, pick the one that you remember the most or the best memory you had. You know, I, I really like Aladdin. Ah. Uh. Um, yeah. but probably the Lion King. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Bed knobs and broomsticks would also be on the list. Oh, so here's the thing. I was in my brain thinking animated only. I wasn't thinking of the, the multi. Well, bed uh, knobs and broomsticks yeah, is kind of animated a little well, it's bit. It's got animated yeah. and people, you know, it's kind of the Mary Poppins fame, mm -hmm. but also it's not just people and there's Disney movies that are just people too. So. Okay, so we've got a couple of options here we can talk about. I was more in the animated zone. I'm going to go with Aladdin. And because Aladdin was the first movie I remember watching over and over and over by choice and really loving every aspect of it. Um, you know, I, I watch old movies. I, I remember watching Sleeping Beauty as an example when I was a kid. I think we had a copy of that and it just happened to get stuck on the VCR or something like that. Okay. 
Um, so I like pieces of it, but there was a lot of that movie that was boring. I didn't care for uh, Aladdin. I loved and oh, I, Robin I, Williams. What about what? Robin Williams? Oh yeah, of course. I mean, he he was fabulous, and I loved Robin Williams. So it added to that. And then also, um, we I remember we had an opportunity to watch it in school, and it was like the coolest thing because I could share that love of that movie I had with the other kids in school. And I I don't know. I just I have such good memories revolving that movie. The only bad memory I have is I remember they had Aladdin on ice at a, okay. at a local right. venue, right. and I didn't get to go to it. And I remember being so disappointed. But, oh, it brings me back to Bedknobs and Broomsticks. That is a good movie. I mean, I think Murder, She Wrote's in it. What is that? Mur- Angela Lansbury's oh. in it. Murder, <laughs> She Wrote. I thought maybe you were saying, because they had a lot of magical words in that movie, and I thought maybe you were saying one of that, and I mis- misheard it. Yeah. I was like, what? I can't even remember the Traguna McCoides, Tragorum Sadis D. Is that? It's been a while since I've seen it. I think, I, I'm going to look it up, but I think it's Traguna McCoides, Tragorum Sadis D. I'm going to go with that. All right. Uh, let's just pretend that's it. But sure. I mean, I think Disney did something interesting with those movies having animation in with the you know the real people i thought that was kind of a unique thing before you know uh who framed roger rabbit did it i think people associate that style with that movie i don't think people people probably put bedknobs and broomsticks in their favorites category uh-huh. yep which is unfortunate because i it was a it was a good show i have a lot of fond memories about that i don't know and it wasn't i don't even know that it was a a great movie by cinematic standards but it had so many cool elements. But you have fond, fond memories of it. Oh, absolutely. Um, what do you think from a like a like a technical story um, in terms of Disney movies? No, no. Which one do you think is like the closest to like an Academy Award winner there ever was? My my favorite story one, and it's actually kind of a cheat because it's ba- all of them are based on stories loosely, uh-huh. like fables or fairy tales. I love Treasure Planet. I think that is a phenomenally um, executed Based on movie. Treasure Island. Yeah, it's based on Treasure Island. So, again, they had more source material. But they did such a, go- a good job weaving things together. And it was... Uh, they did, yeah. It was a different spin because yep. it was futuristic. Uh, the music and the style of the music uh, fit that kind of punk, futuristic kind of fame. But also sticking with that old piratey tale... I just think they did a fabulous job. Voice work was amazing. I think that was a solid, solid Disney movie. Everything from soundtrack to, to voice work to uh, design style. Um, you know, there's some movies. Uh, I wasn't the biggest fan of Emperor's New Groove, um, but I, it was. I love that movie. Um, I, I thought, it was, I thought it was good. I, I don't remember a lot of yeah. it. I, I saw it once and it was like a background show. So I, I don't. Wrong. I can't necessarily appreciate it that much. But like. That one had a different Disney style. Definitely. The animation style was different. And I remember not eh, really caring for it. However, comma, uh, Hercules, the first time I saw that, I was a little turned off by the animation style. I saw it a second time, and for some reason, it clicked in my head that I loved it. Yeah. And I remember watching that thing like, rewind, play, rewind, play, rewind, play. And I, Hercules I liked is a good one, yeah. And, yeah. And, and that was one that, again, it's like... You know, at first blush, I I wasn't as invested with it, but I was able to get into it a little bit more. So, uh, to, to me, the one that should have won an Academy Award, but it just so happened that I think Schindler's List won. I mean, that's that's an all right movie. Schindler's List won that year. I think The Lion King 
is on par with most cinematic um, productions. I, I think The Lion King is one of the best movies ever. Uh, I think The Lion King. I think The Lion King is good. It's it's solid. It has. I know we've mentioned this before. I think, but I was really rocked by the fact that it involved a murder, <laughs> and um, it has a it has a lot for for being such a lighthearted movie with animals. It has a lot of people undertones, and I think one of the reasons they were able to have those dramatics within the movie is because it wasn't people. If you would have had a Disney movie where a human murdered a human, or I mean, even think of the scenes towards the end when Scar is being like, you know, this kind of leader of the women pack yeah, of lions. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's like, get, get out there and make me some food, woman. Yeah. And it had, we, you wouldn't get away with that if yeah. it was it was human. So I think it was able to have some of those types of more dramatic effects, which I think is relatable. Yeah. I think people look at that and they say, well, Scar is a bad guy because he is treating women wrong. And he murdered somebody. And he did things that are bad by normal society standards. Versus some of the Disney movies or fairy tales or cartoons. It's like, this person's trying to magically take over the world. Like, they're really outlandish yeah, yeah, plots. Yeah, yeah. And so I I think that maybe one of the things that made Lion King so good. Because it, it even though it was involving animals, it had more human emotion to it almost. Do you think that's why they did Robin Hood the way they did it? With the Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe. Because that's one of my more favorite. I, I like Robin Hood. I, I like yeah. the animal Robin Hood with the like the fox and the yeah the bear and yeah I I um I it's so funny how you can remember the songs from Disney movies yeah, because yeah. they're so catchy. I yes. just, I just remember the Robin Hood and Little John and burp, 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 like they had this yeah. like it's such a boppity tune. Uh, but yeah, I mean they were able to do boppity, things. I like that adjective. Boppity. Boppity. Bibbity. Boo. Boo. Uh, they. Uh, they're able, I think, again, with animals to do things that they maybe otherwise couldn't get away with. And, like, with Lion King, they were real animals yeah, yeah. versus it was animals playing people yeah. and Robin Hood. So it was a little bit of a stretch. Anthro- but anthropomorphic animal as opposed to the animal animal. Wow. Getting all techie on me. Yes. Do you have a favorite Disney song? Or a Disney soundtrack, like a full movie, like where you're like the songs were solid. Or I really oh, like the Lion this King one's has. Like, I mean, there's a lot of great songs in that one. Um, Elton John, Tim Rice. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, I think it's Tim Rice or Alan Minkin or Elton John. Sure. Yeah, it's Elton <laughs> okay, John. That's what matters. Elton John and Company. <laughs> so um, I mean, they had a good soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Aladdin had a great soundtrack. Um, you know, the the original. Disney cartoons, though. When did the like the the sing along portions, like not the sing alongs, with like the the song portions start in Disney movies? Because Snow White and the Seven Dwarves doesn't have it. Sleeping Beauty doesn't have it. Well, I mean, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves had hi ho, and they had you know they added. Well, yeah, but it wasn't like the characters weren't breaking into song in a regular, mm. you know. Well, I'm I'm trying to think. I can just go back because the musical animated feature is kind of like the Disney staple now. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? That's the. Um, I'm trying to think back, just reverse chronology here. Chronology here, where I'm looking at. You know, I remember Little Mermaid because even Hercules had set. songs. Yeah, but that was newer than Little Mermaid. Yeah. Um. So, like Little Mermaid, what was before Little Mermaid that might have had songs? Little Mermaid might have been. That might be the. Th- that I might be the think. one. Yeah. 
I don't know. I'm gonna have to. Well, I have to look at it. But but I think that. No, like I'm thinking 101 Dalmatians. I'm trying to think of all these. I'm running through them, but it just seems like that that is one of the older ones I remember, and that that was also one of the movies of my generation. Where I remember, you know, being around the time when I was able to watch. Yeah, you probably had a, a huge crush on Ariel, didn't you? What was it? You had a huge crush on Ariel, didn't you? Um, yeah, Ariel was cute, you know, at the time. Now she's not because she's not of age. You know, at the time, as little boy Josh, you know, she could be cute. But now it's not no, cute. it's gross, yeah. Uh, it's, not, it's inappropriate, not gross. See, Beauty, I think Beauty some, and the Beast had a great soundtrack. Yeah, and I, that was after Mermaid. So I'm, I'm thinking maybe Mermaid was. Because all the movies had, a lot of them had some sort of songs. The Bare Necessities was maybe the closest I can Jungle think Book, yeah. of a song. Well, yeah, well, Jungle Book would have been way before Little Mermaid. And that had yeah, um, yeah. bare necessities. Uh, Ooby do I want to be like uh, yep. the uh, what's the orangutan's name? King Louie. Yeah, King Louie. Yeah, so King yeah. Louie had a song. So yeah, I, I think that one. We'll have to we'll have to dig deeper into that. But I remember that. Um, um, was it the Nightmare Before Christmas? Was that a Disney movie? I don't think so. I didn't care for the Nightmare Before Christmas. At least the, I've only seen it once, and I I I hate saying I didn't like something a lot if I haven't seen it at least twice because it makes me think I could have had a bad day or I might have been in a bad spot. Yeah. Um, on the soundtrack thing, though, I think there's a distinct difference between a, 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 a musical score that would be on a soundtrack, meaning like somebody else performs them. Elton John performing in The Lion King, like he sang all those songs. He sang Circle of Life. He sang all... I mean, all those songs... Or like on a CD with Elton John singing them individually, mm-hmm. versus like a Little Mermaid, which was like Under the Sea wasn't something typically people put in the CD player, and you know they wouldn't hear it on radio True. regularly. True. Whereas you would hear Circle of Life or Can You Feel the Love Tonight pop on the radio. Um, I think Tarzan had a really solid Tarzan soundtrack good. Yeah. and Phil Collins and I. I think maybe it was the consistency of having an artist behind it. Because in the movie, other artists performed the songs, but he was the kind of backbone of the I love me some Phil. I love me some Phil. I love me some Phil Collins. Yeah, Phil Collins did a good job. So maybe Disney should take note. I think Disney should be listening to our show to take tips on Well, they are because they heard the word Disney. Yeah, and then they said, ding, ding, ding. Yeah, we need need to sue these guys. Yeah, I mean, we need to be on Or seize their bank accounts. Every Disney movie seems to have 27 straight characters and one comic relief at minimum. Like, that tends to be the case. There, That's fair. It's, it's usually, uh, I think, a ratio of 27 to 1. So if there's two comic relief characters, there's usually 54, you know, straight characters. Who is your favorite comic relief character or characters? I, I love Lumiere in Beauty and the Beast. Would you put Lumiere with Cogsworth? Would you say they're a team? Or just Lumiere? No, because Cogsworth is definitely a straight character. Yeah, he's what? The, I think he's the straight man. What? Absolutely. No. No, 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 no. Uh, okay. When Cogsworth like goes off, it's because of Lumiere or something else that's going on. Okay. He's but, reacting to the situation. But there's a difference between... Oh, okay. I, I And this might be a... Dis- a distinct difference. When we talk about um, Abbott and Costello, right? Okay. 
Abbott was the straight man and, you know, Costello was the hammy comic relief. But if they were in a movie together, they were the comedy team and everybody else was the straight character. I mean, everybody else in the movie is like really serious. Cogsworth, even though he was the straight, he was the more somber, um, you know, stoic character. He was part of that comedy team. It made Lumiere more funny when Cogsworth was around. Okay. And the and the and the court he had a humor that was a very dry wit. He was he was the British version of a comic relief character, you know, like uh yes, and then here we'll find us Baroque style. If it's not Baroque, don't fix it. Ah, uh, 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 yeah, okay. It was yeah. so stupid that you had to like it, you know? I went to see um uh the Disney uh, Broadway production of Beauty and the Beast. And <laughs> the best part they added into the show, they, they got the Be Our Guest song and they're just da 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 and you're doing everything. Uh-huh. And and Cogsworth is, you know, just stoic the whole time. He doesn't want it to happen. And at the very end of the song, they kept the music going as everything is clearing out. And Cogsworth comes back dancing onto the stage. She's like, we have food. It is good food. La, la, la. And he's like making up lyrics. And oh, it was just, it was hysterical because he was such a grumpus, mm-hmm. but he was getting into it. And so characters like that, I'm going to put them together. Okay. You know, Timon and Pumbaa. Uh, like, yeah, there's a, I was just going to say Timon and Pumbaa, yeah. See, I like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go with the genie because it was Robin Williams. Yeah, I mean, he absolutely. was just too... You yeah. almost can't even. You almost have to omit him because he's like a shoe in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you have to go to like, what's your secondary? Because I think there was good characters, Sebastian, you know, and Little Mermaid. Yeah. But I think there's also underrated characters, the sh- uh, the chef and Little Mermaid. He's phenomenal. Uh, Iago in uh, Aladdin. Oh, Iago is good. Yeah. 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 Gilbert Godfrey. Uh, putting it all together, one of Gilbert Godfrey's best imp- impersonations, Mickey Mouse. Really? It's one of the only times he opens his eyes. <laughs> did you, ever. Did you ever watch USA Up All Night with Gilbert yeah. Godfrey? I recall it, but that is that is a show that has like left my memory. Like oh, I, didn't, I didn't remember they don't, it existed. Nobody even references it anymore, but that was like a huge part of like the 80s, early 90s. There was a show. Fridays and Saturday nights. USA Up All Night. Well, and I, I remember it now that you're saying it, but, like, it was gone from my me- my memory. My pop culture knowledge did not include that until you reminded me of it. It's like my brain, like, dissolved. It was filed away. Oh, there's a show, and I want to know what the name of the show was. It was, I believe, on MTV, and there was a guy with a really ridiculous, like, bowl haircut. He'd look straight ahead. He would never talk. And then the host, he was, like, the Ed McMahon character, the guy with that and then the host had a weird little voice like this, and he'd kind of have a odd mannerisms, and and it was, and they would have a musical guest, and it was such a weird show, and it's one of those things that if I could just have somebody tell me what that show was, my life would be complete, because it nags at my very soul. I, there was a game I rented on regular Nintendo, and I ended up going to a friend's house at a New Year's Eve party. You like told me this story, two yeah. years ago and found out that it was uh, Adventure Island and uh-huh. I didn't know what it was. And it like completed half of my soul. Yeah. I had no soul. And then half of it was completed. Now the other half is finding this out what MTV the, show. the MTV show was. I just need to know, John. So find that out. Let's do some investigative okay. reporting. Uh, I want to shift gears now. Back, Back to, to the Disney. Disney. <laughs> Saddest Disney movie. Saddest Disney movie. Uh, and this is hard for me. I might have to have you take lead on this one because 
I don't have emotions in the vein of sadness. Like, I don't get sad or upset at movies typically much. Um, I would say people would typically say, oh, it's Bambi because the mom dies, you know, or something like that. And I just, I don't, I don't very. It's very, like, like, (laughs) absent emotion. Oh, because the mom dies. Oh, I don't have a mom. Yeah, look at me, I'm Bambi. You know, like, that's how I feel. I don't get too... <laughs> I'm not a bad that is person. Dark. <laughs> I I just don't get emotionally invested like that. I would say with the Lion King, I was a little sad because I think it added an interesting. Well, I mean, I think when, in a lot of those movies, the animal or the the person when who, Simba goes up to Mufasa and he tries to like move him with his head, yeah. that is like holy yeah, it, knife it, it's to a the heart. Sa- it's a little sad. I mean, I'm not going to say I had a feeling, but. I didn't get up and go to the bathroom during that part. Let's say that. Like, I didn't leave. All right. You know, I was I was able to sit through it and not, you know, I like to laugh. But I was going to say that what was unique about that was that Simba thought it was his fault. But I think that a lot of that happened. Like, didn't Bambi think it was his fault? Maybe yeah, not. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think that's a, that guilt is part of, yep. it's just like a formulatic thing Disney does. So, like, mom, somebody dies, somebody doesn't like it, somebody feels guilty. And they kind of put that in. I don't know. What's your saddest movie? Do you think it's The Lion King? Or the... It's Bambi or The Lion King. See, I don't even remember Bambi that much. I guess I didn't really get into it. Probably The Lion King. The Lion King is probably the one that gets me the most. Okay. Um... Because, you know, I think the thing that gets me about The Lion King is it's like he was so close to out. And then, you know, it's the murder thing by Scar where like Ufasa goes, he saves his kid and he's out and he gets killed by his brother. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So it's kind of like that um, almost, you know, almost, almost, it's like you're on the edge of your seat. It's almost a heroic moment. And then, yeah, yeah, you think he's going to make it. And then, spoiler alert, he doesn't. (gasps) You spoiled it. (laughs) And we didn't give three spoiler alerts with a 15 second uh, break between. People are going to be so upset. Um, Which movie, do you have a Disney movie that you hated? Or you really didn't think fit the whole Disney universe or theme? Um, you know, there are those outliers like The Great Mouse Detective, Hunchback of Notre Dame. Hunch- <laughs> Hunchback of Notre Dame was, uh, you know, people always say, okay, you know, yeah, there was a stereotypical character that was probably not politically correct today. There was uh, the inclusion of an animation or an image that was inappropriate that was slipped in by an animator. Mm -hmm. Hunchback of Notre Dame was just dirty. Like, there is literally a scene with a priest singing about the fiery desires he has for this woman. And, like, I'm like, "Eh, kids are watching the... Like, I mean, it wasn't even, like, subtle. And it wasn't animals, so you couldn't hide it behind, like... You know, scars like "I want to marry you, woman." Da, 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 da. And there, there actually was a a scar song um, about him wanting to marry Nala, and that actually is included in the Broadway version of it. So really? it was cut from the movie. If you haven't seen the Broadway version, I need to check. Ah, uh, yeah, Bro- Broadway version is good. A Broadway version of Lion King is a little bit artsy. Like they take some um, artistic stylizations. I, I'm saying words. I don't even know if they're real. They're, they're taking some artistic liberties with the style yep. and they bring in a lot of, um, you know, cultural, uh, 
you know, artistic styles with the masks and the costumes mm-hmm. and stuff. And it's kind of cool. But it is artsy in a way. So you might look at it and you might say, well, this is a weird scene because of the way they, they stage it. Yeah. But it's not like a typical show. But it's yeah. great. Now, speaking of Scar, best Disney villains. Oh, Scar. Period. Scar. Scar will, will always be the best Disney villain. Okay, but how about Period. like top five? Period. Scar. All five of them. <laughs> I, okay, I would. I'll go ahead and put uh, Jafar. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say this, and I don't. Uh, this isn't an answer. I'm gonna say this as to why I'm excluding it. Gaston as a character, I like Gaston. I think Gaston's song, the self-entitled song Gaston, is great. One of my one of my favorite Disney songs. But he wasn't an evil villain. He wasn't. To, he wasn't evil enough. He was like just jock. He yeah, was a yeah, John yeah, Oberman yeah, yeah. Type. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. okay. <laughs> but right, but gotcha. I mean, he didn't. He wasn't villainous enough. So uh, yeah, Scar, Maleficent. Jafar. No. See, at Maleficent. Uh, back in the day, again, I didn't like Sleeping Beauty as much as a lot of the other movies. But uh, she's got to be one of the most BA villains, though. Uh. Ursula. Ursula's on the list. Yeah, Ursula's got to be on the list. Oh, Ursula. I mean, this goes goes back to that, uh, the show we were talking about, Celebrity Crushes. Ursula. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, Ursula. Yeah, she's, she is great. (laughs) Like, she is, she's one of those ladies that, like, you know, I wouldn't say that she's the uh, fairest in the land. Let's say by you know, typical body shaming objectivity standards. But she thinks in her mind and she knows in her mind that she has it going on. You know what I mean? She's confident. She's body confident. She is body confident. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So those are my top three. I'll come up with three. You have three. I I would, I would agree with most of those. Um, Most. I I, I mean, I think, I think Maleficent is on on my list. You would, you, you put it above my three. I I I'd put her in the top three. Wow! So who are you removing? I mean, Ursula probably. What? Yeah. You don't like Ursula? You think <laughs> the gist of the, the gist of is her it power? She's not ashamed of her body. No, it's, it's <laughs> her power is singing in like she steals a girl's voice. Well, no, no, no. That is her. So she's can, so she can steal the trident or whatever. It's been well, a while since that I've was seen the Little source Birdie. of power, and she she had powers which allowed her to steal the voice. I think that she was an interesting villain because it wasn't a lot of villains just have the ability well, to obviously go. Can turn into a dragon, but but see that's the thing that I I think I don't care for. I like villains that are strategic and manipulative. Scar did not have power. He did not have strength. He was the brains. Jafar did not have power. He had the ear of the king, maybe. He had a little bit of Invisibility and mind control. He had had a little bit of magic powers, but it was like disguises. Disguise himself as an old man. It was manipulation. Um, Ursula, the same way. She didn't have the trident. She wasn't the strongest as a sea. She hits a couple of eels. Great. But she had a little bit of magic power and a lot of street smarts. And I like that. Maleficent, like, really... Turn into a dragon at the beginning of the movie and burn the girl. Great. Over. Movie over. Nope. You don't. You wait until the very end and then you die. Like, what? 
like when you have too much power and you're negligent with it, that makes me think you're a stupid villain. You're not smart enough. I don't know. I thought um <laughs> I thought Hades was a funny villain. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was very humorous. And James Woods, right? Yeah, James yeah, Woods. Yeah, he did a great job. Yeah, he was just he was James Woods. He was just he just yes, played himself yeah. and he's like, man, I'm gonna talk like this. Well and, and here's the great thing about like the, the the topic that we're talking about here. We haven't even like scratched the surface of the Disney Pixar oh, movies. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's its own beast entirely. And, and that really is like a new era of animated films that you know I mean just think about how, how much of an impact Disney has had with their with their animated movies. From all the way back to was it uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves in like 1949 or something like that? Yeah, I mean I, they go back a long way. I think it's interesting how and the first Pixar movie was Toy Story. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, in 99. So I mean they've only been around for 18 years and think just look at the impact they've had. But it's interesting to me because at first I didn't include Snow White and the Seven Dwarves 1937. Well, That's nuts. I know. Well, and. Actually, I should have known that. I wasn't. I wasn't really listening to you completely. Um, but you zone we, out when I talk. I understand. Yeah, a little bit. But actually, yeah, we talked about um, how at the time when they made the Wizard of Oz, they were trying to compete with Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. So the original, really? the, yes, the original design of the Wicked Witch of the West looked like the Witch from Snow White. Like the the actual screen test looked like her. Really. Yeah, and because they were trying to compete. Um, what were the Munchkins competing with? The Seven Dwarfs. So they were literally trying to make elements that were recognizable because it was such a success back then. That is interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. Wizard of Oz is a wealth of history. We'll have to do a show on that once. Ding. Um, anyway, uh, but my point was... Spoiler that, alert, we will. <laughs> my point was is that we didn't... Like, when I was first talking, I wasn't including the live-action people... And the cartoons in one yeah. movie. I wasn't thinking like that. We both instinctively didn't even get to Toy Story or Pixar. Yeah. Like when we talked about Disney, that wasn't even in the vernacular. It was like, nope, it's just this set of movies. Like we didn't even consider stuff beyond that. Which I think is interesting to that classic timelessness of those films. I think they did a great job. And even though they might have some flaws or some inaccuracies or they might not hold up or they might not come under the scrutiny of some of the current pop culture or political correctness pcs either way you want to take the pc definition uh, you know i think they're still overall good you know what josh oh yeah you're classically timeless oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen oh, thanks for listening to pop culture problems oh we'll see you next time oh, oh. <laughs> this is another one of those five minutes of laughing after an episode <laughs> that i'll put in there oh 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 that was his theme per mickey mouse